The Mites Murders by W.J.B. Mattingly Read to you by William Mattingly and music performed by Kevin McLeod Murder 1 The Ill-Fated Construction Worker Chapter 2 A Corpse Examined Boniface stood over the corpse of the fat man whose lifeless eyes remained fixated on the rafters above. The bishop was deep in thought when a low voice from beside him caught his attention. Did I predict his own murder? No idea, said Boniface, turning to the man who now stood beside him. He was bald, bearded, and stood nearly as tall as Boniface, who towered over most men. The two looked as though they could be brothers, and the easiest way to tell them apart was Boniface's thick, full head of hair. This man was named Ericulf. He was the proprietor of the Red Goat, which had been in his family for generations. He curried Boniface's favor because he was able to import mead, especially for Boniface. Who was he? Asked Ericulf, looking down at the body, with his arms crossed. I don't know his name, but I recognize his face. From where? He was a laborer working on the church I'm building down the road. He knelt next to the body and tried several times to roll it over. <laughs> what are you doing? Looking for signs of injuries. It would go faster if you helped, exclaimed Boniface. Ericulf knelt beside Boniface and assisted him in rolling over the corpse. On their second heave, they were successful. Boniface lifted the dead man's shirt. There were four large bruises along his backside. Hmm, said Boniface to himself. Interesting. What's interesting? Asked Ericulf. Boniface did not reply. Instead, he continued examining the body. He lifted the man's arms. His hands and fingers were covered in black dirt, and his forearms had large gashes with dried blood and bruising all around them. Boniface dropped the arms and moved to the legs. The dead man's shoes were tattered and were covered in dried dirt. Boniface removed the man's shoes to reveal ghastly white and swollen feet. The bishop then made his way to the head of the corpse. He rummaged through his hair and found a large gash in the back of his head. That's odd, said Boniface. Ericulf knew better than to ask, and allowed the bishop to continue his investigation. Help me roll him over, said Boniface. Ericulf assisted. Boniface pulled a knife from his pocket and poked it lightly into the man's cheeks, which had now turned from the deep purple at the time of his death to a lighter shade. The area where he poked his knife turned white. I have seen these symptoms before, said Boniface. You mean getting the shit kicked out of you? Asked Ericulf with a laugh. <laughs> no, replied Boniface calmly. This man was beaten, yes. That is not what killed him. He was poisoned and a fast-acting one at that. He exhibited no signs of poisoning when he entered the bar, and then thirty seconds later he was dead. He likely ingested it mere moments before he arrived. But if someone killed him with poison, why would they beat him? Perhaps he went down fighting? Unlikely. He has no bruises on his knuckles, said Boniface, who lifted up his hands to show Ericulf. Only large amounts of dirt beneath his nails. See here and here? Boniface pointed with his knife to the fingernails. He was certainly in a fight, though, but he didn't do any of the fighting. He defended himself against several attacks, his opponents likely had a knife or sword, 
Notice the wounds on his arms, asked Boniface, pointing with his knife to the cuts and bruises on the man's forearms. Right. Uh, big fella like this, though, why wouldn't he go fighting back? That I cannot answer, said Boniface, placing his hands on his knees and raising himself up. He looked around the bar. Do you have any scrap pieces of wood lying around? I got some sticks I use for kindling from the fire. Will that work? Yes, replied Boniface. Ericulf left and returned with a small stick. Boniface dropped back down to the corpse. Help me again, said Boniface. Ericulf knelt beside him, and again they rolled the corpse over. Boniface re-examined the wound on the back of his head. He used his knife to shave away all the hair around it so he could examine it better. He then placed the stick next to the gash and marked the height with his knife, and then broke the stick in half and made another mark for the width. I need some twine, said Boniface. Ericulf again left and returned with some twine. Here you are. Boniface did not reply. He took the twine and tied the two sticks together. What in the Lord's name are you doing, Boniface? Now we know what size weapon we are looking for, said Boniface, holding up the cross that he made with the sticks. Excellent. So, he did predict his own murder, then? No, I don't think so. He was alive when he entered the bar. There is no way he could have thought his injuries he sustained would be life-threatening, mainly because, well, they weren't. And it is possible that he knew he had ingested the poison, but I doubt it. There's more here than meets the eye. I believe he saw someone else murdered, and that's what he was referencing. Who? No idea. But whoever it was, he or she was likely killed by the same person who beat our friend here. I fear this will not be the only corpse we find tonight. We need to retrace his steps immediately. Find someone to cover the bar, said Boniface. Ericulf hesitated for a moment and then hollered at one of his workers to tend to the bar until he returned. He had seen Boniface work on crimes in the past, but never was afforded the opportunity to work alongside him. Ericulf smiled at the bishop and followed him out of the bar.